Welcome to Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. Many people have asked what my memories of being a youth pastor were or are, and there are many memories, many good things, many fun things, many eternal things that are absolutely great. To see how God changed hearts and lives, how he worked in my life, there are so many good things. But along with it come a lot of adventures that one doesn't always expect. Somebody has told me that I should write a book about all my experiences as a youth pastor, as mission leader, all those things. And I've often thought about it. And I've told them, you know, I think I have the title for the book. The title would be ERs I Have Known Down Through the Years. We've had to make some unscheduled stops at emergency rooms just because of events with youth group. None of them planned, but all of them very, very eventful. We did a lot of what we called wilderness camps here at the church in New Jersey. New Jersey, you don't think of being a lot of wilderness, but there are some really fun things. There are the Pine Barrens, which are unique to anywhere in the world, and there's some good, easy canoeing there, kayaking. Uh, there's good camping spots. There are some places nearby where we can do some rock climbing and rappelling, and even teaching different survival skills. Uh, we did a lot of things with that. But if you're with kids any amount of time, you know that there are gonna be some injuries. One of the first ones that I can recall, we were at a place in Pennsylvania. It's called Deerwood Campground. It's a nice group campsite. It was designed in such a way as very easy to separate where the guys and the girls were. And there's a big field. And so we can play a lot of games on it. And it, it was just really a neat spot to camp and enjoy. There's a place to you can hike down uh, to a little river and Kids would do that uh, during the day. And so it, it was all just really, really fun. And then on the kind of open spot, we would play a lot of different games, everything from ultimate Frisbee to even our form of rugby, which didn't look anything like rugby. Just a lot of different games like that, even some dodgeball, things like that. But we did tell the kids over and over, don't come out here in bare feet. You know, half the people in New Jersey run around in bare feet, it seems like, in the summer. But we told them, you, you shouldn't do that. Even though it looks nice and grassy, there are rocks and things. So put on, put on your sneaks as you play. And most of them did. But there was the one girl who either forgot to put them on or just didn't put them on. And she was running around out there and suddenly people started yelling and calling for me to come over. And I went over and there she was. And her feet were a mess. She had stepped on a real sharp piece of rock. It may have been a piece of flint and cut her heel just badly. There was blood everywhere. And so we got her up and carried her over to some tables right there close to where the boys area was. 
and I started cleaning her up. And, and it was a deep, long cut. So all my first aid skills had to come into play. I cleaned it up as best as I could with, first of all, with good clean water, then soapy water. Then at that time, we still used peroxide. I know that today they say not to do that, but we needed something to clean it out because there's a lot of dirt. I know I was picking out little pieces of gravel and things like this. And in the meantime, trying to stop it from bleeding yet, too. And it, it was really quite the uh, cut and pretty gruesome. There were a lot of people uh, not wanting to be nearby. Somehow in all the things that God has equipped me with, he's given me the ability to handle circumstances like that. I'm not a doctor, don't want to be a doctor, but for the emergency sort of things like that, I seem to have a cool head. And so God gave me a cool head and ability and so I kept cleaning and finally got uh, the blood so it stopped some. And then I started packing it like everything I'd learned in first aid, how to pack it, what to do, keep it tight, how to wrap it. And uh, finally, I, I got a good wrap on it, a good pack on the cut. And I knew it was bad enough that we had to take her to an emergency room. So the nearest one from where we were is in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. So I went and one of the lady leaders went with us and we took the young lady to the ER there. And as we go in, we're explaining and you know, you always have to explain. You have to have called the parents. You have to have the form on hand that, that gives us the right to treat and all of that. It was really good, and she went in, and by then she was calm. At first she'd been, of course, very distraught, but uh, she was handling it like a real trooper. And we get in there to the ER, and they take her in. Maybe I feel a little overly proud about this, but I overheard them say, this is the best packing and wrapping job of first first aid that I've ever seen. <laughs> I was happy to hear that because sometimes you doubt. Sometimes you don't know if you're doing things right. Well, she turned out with several stitches in her foot, but in the long run, everything was good. And we learned a lot about it to make sure the kids have their shoes on. We had other places. When we were in Maine, the little town of Greenville was about 20 miles away from where the cabins were where we stayed. And there for a few years, I feel like we had our own room on that little ER. At that time, and I think it may still be true, it's the smallest hospital east of the Mississippi River. I think at the time when we were there a lot, there were actually four beds in the hospital, but they had a pretty extensive ER because of the area. It was a recreational area. And a couple of times we were there, one of them was a young guy. We had gone hiking up a set of kind of waterfalls. We called them the potholes. They were little potholes where water would come in, and some of them were quite deep. I've jumped into a couple that I didn't touch the bottom at first, but the water's very clear, it's very fun. But again, we had told them, uh, keep your shoes on. There's, there's a lot of sharp rocks here. 
But there was one group of guys at one time, they asked, can we go on up, farther up? And I gave them permission. There were several of them there. And I think maybe a leader went with them. I don't remember that. But there's only one way you can go. You can either go up the stream or down the stream. So I didn't really think too much of it until we were all back down to the vans and we we're waiting for those guys to come back and suddenly they're coming back and they're carrying this one guy. And I thought, oh boy, somebody turned an ankle or something. Well, it turns out he had taken his shoes off and without thinking, he was hiking up, walking up those waterfalls and didn't even realize he was cutting his feet. And I looked at his feet and it looked like somebody had taken almost like a razor and had just diced the bottom of his feet, both feet. And it was like, oh, man. And so we had to sit him down there. And again, I had to do the first aid, had to clean him out, get them all nice and clean. Because again, there were dirt and rocks and pulling stuff out. Again, the peroxide, trying to clean that out and uh, get everything good there, and then trying to get the blood stopped. And there were a lot of cuts, none of them as deep as on the other young girl I was talking about, but many of them, and bleeding profusely. It was all I could do to get them stopped, wrapped up, and get him in to the ER there in Greenville. I do remember when we got in there, everybody else went on back to the cabins and I'm there with him. And I remember the nurse checking him in, first of all, says, well, what did you do? And he told her, and first of all, she said, well, why did you do that? And he had a classic answer, I don't know, but then started looking at it and it was really a mess. He wound up, actually, I don't know that he got any stitches in his foot, but they had to wrap it all very tightly, actually both feet, very tightly, pack it in, and then he was really not able to be on his feet the rest of the time. He just had to kind of sit around in his cabin and do nothing. ERs I have known. There was another one there in Maine that was even worse. It was a time when we were renting motorboats for the lake. And what we would do then is we had big inner tubes you would pull. You would see that. It was always a lot of fun. Everybody that wanted to got their turn. And my job that was to I was, was the one who drove the boat. I'm not sure I'm the greatest boat driver, but I'm not bad. So all day long, it was a big group of high school students. Right at the end of the day, my one of my leaders, Diane, had not gotten to go out. And she said, I don't want to ride the tube. She was about 55 at the time, really a great leader with the girls. She just was really uh, a big help in all of the youth ministry. And she said, but I'd like to go out on the boat if I could, you know, just for one time. I said, sure, sure. So I had her uh, get in. And then there was one young lady from Brazil. We had a group of Brazilians who were with us that summer. Most of them had gone out. This girl had not, uh, but she wanted to ride in the boat. So they just both went out with me. And 
I just went out on the lake and there's uh, when you're going out on Moose River, going into Moosehead Lake, there's a no wake zone. So you have to go with no wake and it's kind of slow. Then you get out there on the lake and it's a big lake and it's it's a lot of fun to go on and you can go really, really fast. So I got to go in there. I got past everything and and Diane loved like that sort of thing. She stands there. She says, let's, let's just go fast. And she steps forward, enjoying it, the wind blowing. And it was a type of boat that if you can imagine, there's a windshield, but the, in the middle of the windshield, it opens up so that people can pass from where the seats are up to the front of the boat. And we had been, that had been open all day long. But as we were going along, the wind had picked up. It was getting a little bit rough. And Diane stood up and started going forward. She's enjoying it. And somehow the wind caught that window that had been held back and swung it around full speed and smacked right into Diane's face and nose. Uh, she let out a yell and just dropped like she'd been knocked out. She may have been briefly. It, it was terrible. And there was blood everywhere. And I quick, of course, stopped the boat right there, reached down, and she's sitting there just moaning and groaning and holding her face and nose. Her nose was bleeding. She's crying. And she said, Jim, Jim, get me, get me to the doctor. Uh, and, and I, first of all, I felt horrible. And secondly, I, it was awful. And so I, looking back now, this was kind of funny. It wasn't funny at the time. The poor girl from Brazil was looking there, just mouth open, totally shocked. And she was sitting there on her nice white towel. And I didn't have anything else. I just said, I'm sorry. I grabbed her towel to help Diane hold to her nose and face to try to stop the flow of blood. Well, of course, on a white towel, that probably made things even look worse. But I said, okay, we've got to get you back to where we can get you into a vehicle. And this is a time there aren't uh, cell phones yet. And so I can't call anybody. And uh, I said, well, let's, let's go. So I turned around and I start going back. And by then it had gotten rougher. And I'm going across there and I'm just hitting whap, whap, whap with the boat. It was really rough. And poor Diane, she's rocking forward, hitting her face and her hands. And she's just, oh, oh. And so then I slowed way down and just going. But then it's too slow. And I, Diane says, we got to get in there. And I said, well, it's your choice either really fast and bump around or slow and take a long time. And she said, just get me in there. So I opened up as fast as I could go, hitting across there, whap, 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 Diane moaning, the Brazil girl just sitting there with eyes about as big as saucers. She's trying to help hold Diane, but doesn't know what to do. And the only time in my life I've broken the rule about no wake zone, I went flying in there. I'm sure people were yelling and everything else. I went flying right up to the dock where we were staying. And by then, people could see me coming. They knew something was wrong. They're running down. And I told them, you know, they could see Diane. She could barely move ahead. And everybody helped her. And they actually had to go up some steps there. And uh, somebody immediately called 
the EMTs there in Rockwood. But even before that, we just put her in one of the cars that we had and drove as rapidly as we could to Greenville to get her to the ER. It was really a hard moment. And she was hurt pretty badly. Did break her nose. I think it may have cracked a cheekbone. She had two black eyes for I don't know how long. Her husband is a good friend of mine, and he was very understanding. But when he saw, he just shook his head. Poor Diane really went through it. Diane has since gone on to be with the Lord, not related to her accident, thankfully. So that's why I feel like I can tell her name. It was a hard time. And I was so, so thankful for the people there in Greenville because as small as that ER is, they are very good at what they do. And they were a great help and comfort to Diane. I've been to a couple of the other ERs, not in Maine. I've been there a few other times. We used to take kids skiing a lot. And there's not a lot of skiing in New Jersey but in Pennsylvania, there's some good skiing. And a couple of times I had kids had to go to the ER. The one that I remember the most, and I'm, I'm kind of chuckling, not because it was funny, because the guy got hurt. He, uh, I don't remember exactly what he did. I think he was on a board, not skis. Uh, but uh, somehow he ran into a tree. And the thing is, he was a pretty good boarder. It just, it was one of those things, he, something got away from him. And the first I knew about it, I had gone in. It was almost at the end of the day. I had gone in, I'd turned my skis in, and suddenly I hear, you know, they need, uh, they need the mountain patrol for somebody. And I'm thinking, oh, great. I hope it's not one of my kids. And it turns out it was. People were telling me it, who it was, and, and I went up, and there he was laying. And he had, he had really run to the tree. It turned out he'd really wrenched his knee some, something uh, pretty badly, but it, it wasn't life-endangering, but they had to take him then to an ER. So the reason I'm kind of chuckling about it is because this particular guy was very interested in stuff with uh, EMTs. He was starting to ride with some. He was studying some. He was always talking about rescues, and it was just uh, what he enjoyed and what he was hoping to do. And it turns out that there was a crew, a camera crew there, that were doing uh, some sort of a documentary about mountain rescue. And they started filming right there. And there they have him. They had him when they had to pick him up on the mountain and how they took him up to the lodge. And from there, how they stabilized him, how I was the leader. And so I had to be there. And they interviewed us and they're taking pictures all the way to the ER. It was really pretty exciting. It was pretty funny because we all had to then sign waivers that they could actually use this in their documentary. Now, I don't know if they ever did. But it was fairly comical to us that here's the guy who wants to be the EMT rescue guy, and he's the one that's on the film. Like I said, it turned out he was okay. Everything worked out fine with him. Well, I have other ER stories, 
there's always lessons we can learn. And through it all, learn that, hey, when things become hard, you want to be prepared as much as you know how, and you want to be willing to trust God. Those are good lessons, aren't they? Well, until next time, this is Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire.